Welcome back to Rebel Ants Radio. This is the video podcast for the Rebel Ants NFT project where we showcase our journey, trying to build in public, inviting you to join along with us. So if this is your first time watching, please hit that subscribe button on the YouTubes. Give us a like. And uh, if you're into listening to podcasts, you can download us on <coughs> iTunes. You can download us on Spotify. And the good news is you don't even actually have to download. You can just stream. So you're welcome. Uh, we got four people joining us tonight. I'm expecting some, uh, maybe some commenters from the Saints of LA community as uh, we had a very active weekend. Uh, Miguel, how are you before we jump into it? I'm good, man. I was under the weather Thursday. I was really sick. I was in bed, um, but I feel a lot better now drinking my coquito, my pistachio coquito. So shout out to my barber and his wife for selling these things. I have like Is that three more bottles to drink and podcast at the same time. Why not? Who's going to stop me? <laughs> no one's going to stop you, but uh, we do have five people watching. So drop us a comment. Let us know where are you joining us from tonight? And if you're drinking along with Miguel, um, let us know what you're drinking. I'm drinking some water here, a yes. little more PG. So anyway, Miguel, a couple of weeks ago, we did a show. I think it was uh, episode 44 talking about the Saints of LA and you had some concerns that you expressed, made some claims, some accusations that have since come back to bite you in the ass and you got called sure out on Twitter. So why don't you recount uh, yesterday for us? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we got, well, I got called out. I made some comments on the episode. I said that uh, the Saints had, uh, paid advertisement. That's the reason why you know they were they were blowing up all over my my timeline. Um, I said about Casey that he wasn't that he was an actor somewhere in the in the Philippines. I think it was. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I said something like, "Where is he known? He's not known nowhere." Or maybe something like that. Um, yeah. So I was talking some smack. You know, I apologize to the saints because now guess what i am a member of the saints you're saying right here the token frame and yeah, i'll tell you what happened beautiful token frame i know this is that's a beautiful token frame back there yeah um what happened was i i i met the community um they were during the whole backlash and the whole back and forth they're actually pretty pretty solid guys so yeah. a couple of them reached out to me even casey himself you know he understands um content wink wink right that sometimes you got to play the good cop bad cop <laughs> so to get some attention and we did we got the attention uh so duly noted that i do apologize to the new fam so my apologies and uh you know they welcomed me with open arms they started following me on on twitter um on x sorry i keep calling it twitter it might be the coquito that i'm drinking <laughs> But um, not nah, some pretty cool, pretty cool, solid guys. They have they have a community that's very, very strong. I definitely learned that. Um, and you know, I'm I'm part of the fam now, so we're gonna push forward. We're just gonna we're gonna keep talking about them and see where we go and what Casey's doing. But you know, the there was a, a conversation behind behind doors between me and and uh saints of la handle you know he he was just like <laughs> you you must have pressed the button he, he was like i apologize or something like that for for the family you know going at you and i was like no nah, it's all right i got i got big you know 
cojones. So it, I can take it. I have broad shoulders. So <laughs> I'm kind of left it out. And then Casey uh, says something in one of the tweets. And I was like, and I was like, you know, it's just playing the good cop, bad cop content to, to get some attention. And we did. We actually did get some attention. But, you know, I definitely take the comments back. Uh, um, and now I'm part of the fam. So let's see where it goes. And, you know, it's very strong, very strong community. And I hope that one day we, we get a strong community like they have very protective, um, you know, and they, if you're part of their ecosystem and you're part of their family, they will embrace you and they yeah. will love you. So I'm part yeah. of that family, I'm just waiting on you to get your saint. I'll get there. I'm going to, I'm going to watch the floor a little bit more. Um, but yeah, they were, they were very active. I think my favorite was somebody said, we've got an ant problem. And I just like that. I like that. We oh yeah. Yeah. Problem. I see that. That was funny. Um, yeah. That was really but, funny. Yeah. You know, there's 2,222 items in the collection and 655 owners, uh, which is pretty good. It shows that, you know, they, they each own a lot, right? There's not just a lot of individual owners out there and yeah. you now have two as well. So definitely does seem like a strong community. They were pretty vocal for for only 655 people, right? Um, so I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. And I think by the end, everybody was was fairly welcoming. And, you know, they gave us some good shout outs and, and a, a lot of follows. So definitely does seem like a good community. And instead of us watching from the yeah, outside, sure. be a part of it on the inside, me through you. So I'm going to let you donate one of your NFTs to me. So thank you for that. I told you, I'm giving you a Bitcoin for Christmas. You could buy your own. One Bitcoin? Thank you. I might, wow. uh, I might buy more than one then. But yeah, I'm gonna hold. If you, you behave, today. you all heard it. If on you don't behave, you're getting one half. Bitcoin for Christmas, not one ETH, not one Doge, one Bitcoin. So thank you for that. That's great. Uh, it'll be really helpful for the kids' college funds. I really appreciate your generosity. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, somebody mentioned in one of the comments. Uh, uh, I think it was something like if if I lived in my mom's basement or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what what's it that they, it was said, but um, I was like, uh, nah, I think I, I built my house from the ground up, like, <laughs> with my Bitcoin funds. That's right. That's right. My and little mansion back here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love my little yeah, house. Yeah. You've handled your Bitcoin well over the years, as opposed to me. Um, you know, I was going to say on, on X in response to you, that's like, I don't know, I only buy into rugs projects and this doesn't look like one of those. So I can't invest my money in something that's not going to rug because that's just who I am. <laughs> um, yeah, we've had our plenty, plenty of, plenty of rugs during our tenure here. I mean, yes. we've been in this since, since 2010, right? I mean, yeah, into in NFT. That was the first time, that was the first time I bought Bitcoin was in 2010. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of good times, a lot of bad times, a lot of crying, <laughs> a lot of not sleeping. Yeah. A lot of but, yeah. uh, you know, Bitcoin, you just you just forget about it. You just forget it's there. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But it's better it to just it tuck it away, maybe drop it on a, uh, a ledger drive and just keep it safe. But yeah. So I anyway, back to the Saints. Casey seems like a pretty down-to-earth guy. Like he's he's actually pretty cool. So, um, you know, he there was a point in the conversation where he somebody said in the comment like, uh, "Just give us the word" or something like that, and he was like, "No, no, chill. <laughs> we don't do that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> was they're, funny. they're all there to defend him for sure. And yeah, yeah, it does seem like a strong project. In our in the first time, the first episode that we talked about them, we had discussed the issue how they were not listed on OpenSea anymore. Yeah. And uh, let's just pull that up real fast. 
Uh, I believe that all stemmed from their website originally, or maybe their description originally had the word casino in it instead of games or gambling, something like that, something gambling or casino. Someone in the comments can uh, let us know exactly what, what the concern there was. But it got them delisted from OpenSea. And there was a lot of outpour from the community, including Casey, the founder, trying to say like, hey, guys, just tell us what we did wrong. Or look, we've made yeah. some changes. Just give us an opportunity to fix it and we'll we'll gladly do so. But it just hasn't happened. There's been a lot of a lot of community outreach on X at least. Even on uh, LinkedIn, I saw some some posts of people just complaining about OpenSea in response to kicking uh, Saints of LA off the platform. So if you go to X and you follow at Casey Montero, you will see that uh, his pinned tweet, pinned zeet, whatever we call it, is a four and a half minute video of him just kind of explaining, hey, this is where we're at. We've tried to reach out to OpenSea. We've had some dialogue, but nothing has happened yet. They've not really gotten back to me. They're just kind of pushing it around, not giving me any solid response. So uh, at the end, he's basically saying, hey, look, Blur has accepted us. Blur does a lot more in trade volume than OpenSea does anyway. And we're just going to focus on the positive and focus on on what we can control and just kind of stay forward there. Uh, always blesses. Get him on the show. Yeah, maybe maybe we can do that. I think it's worth Maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, um, you know. What? Yeah. Um, in the video, he he talks about how he reached out to the to the actual CEO of OpenSea, right. and then he, he never got any answer back as to why he was delisted. And I think that was the issue that nobody got back to him, letting him know what exactly was the issue, so that they can address it and fix it. Which is really stupid from OpenSea, like. And I know in past episodes, me and you have talked about how OpenSea continues to do like this, these things that are pissing off the community. Like, why would you do that? You know, they they just they um, laid off all these people. Right. This was right. two weeks ago, or maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, including one of our friends. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just OpenSea continues to do these things that continue to go on a downtrend. And I, I just I don't know. I don't feel good about it. There's all these all these other platforms now that that are out there that are doing so much better. So, to Casey's point, like I think a lot of people are going to start moving from OpenSea into other platforms. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Blur has been fairly progressive just in terms of you know creating new uh, opportunities within their platform, different ways to use it, and. Mm -hmm they're clearly more open to <laughs> to to these more progressive projects like Saints of LA or not banning people for for something similar to that. And again, they're making millions or they're they're transacting millions more per day than OpenSea, like fivefold almost, right? Like Blur will be at like 10 million in 24 hours and OpenSea will be at like 2 million. So it's clearly moving away from OpenSea and you know the floor price for Saints of LA right now is, is hovering around 0.1 ETH, which isn't cheap. It's not cheap by any means. This isn't like an $8 NFT. And so there's commissions and fees that get paid back to OpenSea for, for using their platform that they're just ignoring right now. So it's kind of hard to feel uh -huh. bad for them when they're making these layoffs because, you know, revenues have clearly dropped, but they're not helping themselves, right? They're not helping themselves from a community standpoint. They're not trying to make more money, clearly. They're not uh, engaging with the artists and the people using their platform. Like, there's people that want to use OpenSea that they are basically saying, no, go elsewhere. And that's where we're at with them, which is really unfortunate. Uh, let's take a look at the Blur site. So looking at the Saints of LA on Blur, floor price is 
0979. I sent you a screenshot that right when your your drama kicked off and uh, then you bought one, the floor price jumped up a little bit. So I was like, oh, you're a real market mover. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see. But yeah, it's um, it's been it's been steady because I think when you and I first looked, it was around this. We checked back in. I think it was like 0.08, maybe something like that. And now it's climbing back up. And sales are, yeah. are pretty consistent. Like if you look on the side here, every few minutes, there's a sale. Seven minutes ago, 16 minutes ago, 21 minutes ago, 22, 24, 25 minutes ago. There's a lot happening here. Yeah. And they're definitely uh, busy. They're, they're definitely very, very busy. So yeah, I, I do see them having a, a really good future. I mean, they have the clothing line. They have a lot of things going for them. The community is really, really strong. And I learned that the hard way, you know, but... You know, here we are. We're fam now. <laughs> yes. And, you know, looking at their website, Saints and Blur, which is really the headline there. And then these are some of the things that we talked about, right? So the merch, we're definitely going to get some merch. But the games here, it says we're creating games. It's about camaraderie, connecting with fellow Saints holders, sharing strategies, and celebrating victories together. And in the very first intro video from Casey, he says that, hey, we don't need to rebuild this this platform. Um, it's already built. We're just converting it to to Web three. So it sounds like they're yep. they're moving ahead quickly, and it'll be really interesting to see what what comes out of that. And I just I'm curious to see how it'll interact. If you're a holder, are you getting rewards? You know, is there staking involved, or you know, what is it? Uh, but some of the merch looks good too. So I'm excited for us to kind of jump in and join that. And yeah. uh, so definitely give them a follow. Very good people. Everyone we've been interacting with. My question to you, Miguel, is: Are you going to change your name to a saint? Like everyone else has, you're gonna be Saint. No, no, no. First night. I've been using the my first night name for for since like high school, like a hundred years ago. So yeah. Well, maybe it's time to change. Okay. No, no, I don't want to change that. Yeah, I don't blame you. You know, I've really screwed myself with name things because I use the name K V Y N, even though my name is not K V Y N, right? It's K V I N. But it gets very confusing because that's my, you know, my email address contains the K-E-V-Y-N also. And so you're yeah. making doctor's appointments and they're like, okay, what's your email address? And they're like, wait, is that how you spell your name? It's like, no, that's not it. Or sometimes people just assume that's how you spell your name. So I've actually tried to, I've changed my my Twitter, my X handle to display as I think just KVN LVN instead. So it's like, uh, you know, there's no vowels there. <laughs> you're not seeing the, the Y or the I. But I had this problem. This all stems back to the very first time I wanted to buy a website for myself. KevinLevine.com was taken. So I was like, all right, you know, as a kid, I'd spell my name K-E-V-Y-N just to piss my parents off or something. So I was like, all right, let me buy KevinLevine.com K-E-V-Y-N, which I was able to get. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll just kind of keep everything branded. But this has really come back to bite me in the ass. It's just so hard to manage and juggle these different names and these different spellings. So I don't blame you for just sticking with one. What was the college name? Oh, Chainsaw. Chainsaw. Yes, I am Chainsaw. That's my nickname. (laughs) (laughs) That's my other nickname. I had a bunch of nicknames. I I have a real identity crisis. So, Um, all right, let's take a look at our socials just to kind of see some numbers and and see what's going on. You had had messaged me earlier about TikTok was growing pretty well. So let's check out what's going on with our socials. We have... Instagram, we've got 9,730 followers getting there, almost hitting that 10K mark. And yeah, yeah, you've been posting pretty regularly, right? 
Yeah, I mean the last the last two weeks has been really hard for me to post, but uh, usually on the regularly I do post uh, for the most part. But the last two weeks, just because it's been kind of crazy for me, um, it's been pretty scarce. But uh, I'll get back to it probably this week or by the end of this week. We go back to posting and using uh, that platform so that we can schedule a couple of posts. Yeah. You know, last week was kind of tough for me too. From the prior episode that we did last week, I had cut all yeah. the clips that I wanted to post and I just didn't get around to making the thumbnail art for it and then posting it on, on YouTube. It takes a lot for every one of those, right. To develop the thumbnail and, you know, up to whatever standards that there may be, but I just didn't get a chance to, to hit those up. So like I, just, I spent the time editing, dissecting, saving as new files, uploading to our share drive. And I was just like, I just didn't get a chance to sit down and start to cut those up uh, and start to upload them. So Hopefully this week I can start to do that on top of whatever we get from this episode, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Let's look at our TikTok. We've got 7,779 followers, 777. And a lot of, a lot of uh, views on some of these videos, right? Like these pinned videos, this one has 22,000 views. That's pretty cool. I think that's higher than any other piece of content we've done. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of views on on TikTok, especially on the drawing videos. Right. But we've gotten a lot of views on the on the shorts on YouTube too, like uh, in the thousands. So yes, you're right. You're right. You get, get people really like that content of the drawings, um, you know, and that's the reason why I like to do the drawings and record them and put them out because I think people really enjoy that content. And it's just simple drawings, you know. It's our our project is very simple. It's not to make money. It's it's just to have fun because we love this shit. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, you know, I think our ants are pretty cool. Um, but again, like our ants are pretty simple. It's very basic. I just want kids to see it, draw it, play with it if they want to or buy the NFT if they want to. And they're not expensive. We're not asking for a lot. Um, and when people buy our NFTs, we're planting trees all over the world, which is cool. So, yeah, our philanthropy is very cool. Traded. Yep. And then now with V2, when we bring out V2, it's a little bit more complex. The drawings are a little bit more complex, a little bit more, you know, in, in, in the rarity part, a little bit more, um, what do you call it? Uh, what I'm trying to say here. It's just more complex. Yeah, more intricate, I think, right? More intricate. That's the word, yeah. Yeah, even the backgrounds going to have a lot of variety, a lot of detail in them. Yeah, the backgrounds are very detailed, so... You know, it's it's part of the ecosystem that we're trying to do where people just want to, like, for example, get a background later on. They could just get the background because the backgrounds are pretty cool. You know, the ants itself, the, the front facing ants, they're pretty cool, too. Um, but I think that the backgrounds really have a lot to say. When are we going to see some? Um, probably in another week or so, because All I've right. been... Heavily trying to finish up this background. So I still haven't picked the color palette yet, though. Well, you know, the beautiful thing is this is all digital. So you can make a million different colors, color palettes, yeah. and just kind of see which one feels right. So just uh, yeah, keep charging yeah. ahead. Keep charging ahead so we can roll out whatever the next phase is, right? We want to introduce the power of AI storytelling with V2 and kind of continue to challenge ourselves. Like you said, we're not doing this to make money. We're doing this to learn and explore and just be part of the community. And I look forward to trying to figure out whatever the next evolution is of what, what uh, comes along with V2. And not only that, I enjoy talking to all the artists that we've had on the show. And, you know, even though we're very small, we have some, we've had some really good prestige people in our show. Yeah. Um, Ryan Maloney, um, Tony Lisa Stevens, she's very big into the NFT app. Huh? And Tony, Tony Dofat. 
Tony Dolfat, who worked with like, you know, Bad Boy Records and all that. So we had some some really cool artists too, you know, in, in that show. And um, that's what I love about it, that we're showcasing these people that people have never seen before or have known before. So doxing them pretty much, it's yeah, bringing the credibility there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely been cool to get to meet some people that, like you said, otherwise, if we weren't putting ourselves out there, we wouldn't have a chance to interact with them. So mm -hmm. definitely a positive. Uh, Very looking true. over at the YouTube channel, we're at 917 subscribers. So if you're watching and you've not subscribed, go ahead, hit subscribe. We're inching up to that ten uh, to that 1,000 mark, which will be great. Uh, same thing with our hours watched. We're almost at 3,000. We're at 20 uh, 2,147. Once we hit 3,000, we will be monetized, which probably will get us just a few pennies. But you know, maybe those pennies add up and they allow us to buy more NFTs of other projects and continue to kind of support other artists. Very true. And then looking at our profile on x.com we got 2487 followers this number has bounced around from 8000 i think at some point right all the way down once the bots started going away but that's okay i feel like this is probably the most true number that we have so i'm i'm fine with it <laughs> i feel yeah. good about it yeah, the bots thing was crazy yeah yeah they were just dropping off like hundreds by the day right we had looked at yeah it's pretty funny yeah you wanna you wanna look at some news articles, some things that have come up this week that uh, we were talking about sharing with each other. Yeah, let's let's look at some news. Oh wait, hold on. Before we do that, tell me what's going on with our bowling team. Oh, so yeah, we are sponsoring a bowling team. We haven't talked about it in a while. Um, so we are at number twenty-four out of thirty-two. Um, so what happened was we were placed fifteen. It's it's like a big bowling bowling. It's a big bowling tournament, right? Yeah. So we are sponsoring this team, and and actually they changed the name to Rebel Lance, which is pretty cool. And they have the shirts with the ants and everything like that. And they really love the the uh, the shirts that came out. I don't know if you've seen them, but they were really cool. Very nice. And um, yeah, one guy hasn't shown up in three weeks almost, um, and they had to forfeit a couple of times, and then that mm -hmm. brought the points down. We went from like 15 plays to 24. So they out of 32. They can't call you to show up as like the the step in. Bowl. No, it's, it's got to be the actual team. They they can't just drop anybody in there. So wow. it's been kind of rough for them with this guy being out. Yeah, can we can we vote him off the island? Well, we're we're kind of the like the owners of the team at this point. <laughs> He's <laughs> out. He's fired. We did pay to sponsor them, so yeah, that's good. It's cool. We're probably the first NFT yeah. project with a bowling team. It's very true. We probably yeah. are. Yeah, suck on that, whatever project that's rugged us. <laughs> okay, uh, there was some development, some news from the old Disney folks that Disney is teaming up with Dapper Labs to launch digital pins starring their IP, starring Disney characters, Pixar, Star Wars. And we know Dapper Labs, they've been in the game for a very long time. They've probably been one of the more successful companies in the space, they are behind NBA Top Shots, some of the other major projects in the NFT space. I think CryptoKitties, right? One of the earliest, if not the yeah. very first like NFT project, which was more of a joke than anything else back then. But Disney is teaming up with them to launch digital pins. Now, Miguel, have you ever been to Disney? Yeah, of course. So recently within the past few years, I don't know how many years, <clears throat> uh, but they have this pin exchange. You can buy pins at a store 
And then they have these kiosks throughout the park where you can exchange pins for just whatever character that you're more into, or maybe there are some that are more rare, something you're missing from your collection. And it's free to do that exchange. Have you ever been involved in this pin exchange? No. Have you? Yes. So we went to Disney last year. Of course, of course and you did. We did. We went to Disney last year, and uh, my kids were really into the pin exchange. It takes a lot of time looking. You know, you go looking, okay, I got to go find the next kiosk, see what pins they have there. And it's like, you know, whatever the person before me dropped off and traded there, that's what's available now for me to pick up. Or you can just buy them in the store for, you know, like $15 each or something like that. So anyway, they're pins, and now Disney is launching something called Pinnacle. So it must be the play on the, the word pin. But it's just the 3D version, a digital 3D version of the pin. Um, they look cool, but I don't know how useful it's going to be. <laughs> I don't even know what, what really the point is, other than just being a, a way to digitally collect them outside of the park. That might be the, the whole point. But uh, I read this article from the block.co that was called Dapper Labs launches Disney digital pin platform featuring Star Wars and Pixar. And then I saw another article, not so impressed, called Disney Pinnacle is preparing to be the next big NFT failure. Collectible uh, digital tokens have crashed hard since peaking in early 2021. This is from TheVerge.com. So, you know, The Verge probably gets a lot more readers than TheBlock.co. So this is bad press, but that's okay. Um, NFTs aren't gone yet. Disney will launch an all-new socially driven collectible experience called Disney Pinnacle later this year turning characters from Pixar, Star Wars, and its classical animated films into tradable digital pins. So let's go visit the website. I think there's a uh, beta that you can sign up for. So if you look on this, you'll see one of these zooming into view here, these digital 3D pins. Let's sign up for the, uh, the wait list. Uh, please pick each image containing an electronic device. I don't know how that works. Am I human? All right, I'm in. So you can see here we got some Woody, we got some Mickey. This is it. This is the whole website. I don't know. What do you think? Is this is this a bust? That's definitely a bust. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, there's that's the whole website. This this is it because it's not <clears throat> live yet. Oh, oh, this is it. But you get a little scroll here, and for me as somebody who's worried about the user experience on a website, this is unacceptable. This little scroll here. This is useless. I was gonna say you could do a better website than that. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this for them. <laughs> Get rid of that little bump there. Um, so yeah, I'm sure the image quality will be great. I'm sure it'll look good, but will anyone care about this in three months? Probably not. Will I try and buy one so I can resell it and make some money and you know profit off of those who've been profiting off of me? Hell yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> I guess if you do it, I'll do it. Well, I'm going to do it because that'll tell you it's a rug. It'll tell you this is going away real soon, and I'll have lost all my money on this. Uh, then maybe I won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Do the opposite of whatever I'm doing, Miguel. That's kind of the lesson here, right? You and these rugs. Like, you, you're just a magnet for rugs. I am a magnet for rugs. And some of them I have a hard time accepting. I have a hard. I still check on some of the projects that I bought from the... <laughs> do you? Yeah. What was the one that you told me to buy? The Wolfgang? The Wolfgang? Yeah. I like my Wolfgang. I still have it. I, I have mine too, but you know, they haven't posted on Twitter in 11 months. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It looks great in my wallet. Uh, let's look at what's going on with the NHL. You know, everyone's favorite professional sports league, the NHL, 
is launching. I'm sorry. You said that with such excitement. Yeah, it, I'm kidding. Nobody cares about the NHL. And I don't mean to offend anyone, but it's just the truth. And that's coming from someone who watches soccer and F1 racing, which are more underrated in the U.S. than any other sports, but fairly well, popular outside. I of watch F1 racing. Yeah, but like you watch soccer. Three other people, not soccer, right? No, I have no, a real no, European no. taste, you know, for my. I'm sport. Dominican, bro. <laughs> yeah. I know I you like soccer. <laughs> So Yahoo Sports has an article called NHL's launching of NFT platform is a baffling move that speaks to the league's unoriginality. So once again, some bad press for NFTs, just bashing anyone trying to get into the game here. But this article is just basically saying, hey, NBA Top Shots did it. It's died off in attention since 2021. Why would NHL do this? NHL didn't even post about this on their main uh, Twitter account, just under their PR account. There was some criticism in here that they're not even using the term NFT, but I think that's okay. As we've talked about, digital collectible might make more sense. So there's no doubt about what NHL breakaway is, though. The term NFT is not in the announcement or most of the website, but a look at the fine print at the bottom of the homepage lays things out clearly. So it does say somewhere on the site. Um, but I think it's okay to say digital collectibles. I mean, who who's going to know? Who would know or care? Yeah, I mean, you and I have talked about this in an extent and we you know i think at some point or another the nft wording is probably going to go away right i mean what do you think because it's just there's so much being put into nfts now that you know i think at this point the name should should be changing yes once you're on you know once um call of duty or Fortnite is using this sort of technology they're not, they're not going to call it nft it's not going to call it anything it's it's the same thing it is now it's skins it's weapons that's all it is it's just on a digital marketplace that uses the technology of nfts to allow those things to be transacted yeah so i don't feel good about this i do not want an nhl nft but i'm glad somebody's still trying to to make this work for them well again i think it goes back to that conversation we had that you know brands are starting to really dap into it just to see how it is and get a feel for it but again, I think that in the future, it's really going to be something that they're going to be using, especially the technology when it comes to like tickets and stuff like that. Like, I think the NFL does it well, right? I don't think they advertise it as much, but I remember right. going into NFT NYC and, and there were some people there from the NFL that were, you know, talking about how tickets can be an NFT, how, you know, their their club box tickets can be an NFT, how like the the, the collectibles right. can be an NFT, all that kind of stuff. So I think that at some point or another, it's going to get bigger and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger to the point that, you know, all these brands are going to are going to be using this technology. I 100% agree. What what I would wish or hope is happening right now with someone like the NHL just getting into it is like one, what can you learn from other big companies' experience that hasn't worked out? Right, all the ones that have come and gone, what can you learn from that? And two. Are, are you helping, are you investing in the technology to make this more customizable and say, okay, this is exactly how the NHL can use it. So let's hire some developers and make it work exactly how we want. And are you like helping push the technology forward? You know, that they probably have bigger funds than almost any other resource, uh, you know, other than like a Disney in the space. So what are they doing to help, right? To help move this technology yeah. along versus saying, you know, let's find a, a no code solution and just kind of drop our thing on that. So hopefully that they're doing something 
helpful for the future of Web3. For One sure. can only hope. All right, you had shared a story with me about Van Gogh NFTs selling for millions as uh, tokens start to moon again, right? So this, this seems kind of obvious and almost, I think some version of this we've seen before, but basically there's now a, there's a couple of digitized versions of Van Gogh paintings or references to Van Gogh. I don't think they're like the exact painting just turned digital. It's like a reference to Van Gogh. So one of them was like his color palette from his last painting. Um, and hold on, I had another picture here. So the story was from crypto.news and uh, article here by Julius Mutanke. And it goes on to say that Two tokenized versions of Dutch artist Vincent van Gogh's paintings have reportedly been sold for more than $2.5 million combined. Data from on-chain aggregator CryptoSlam.io shows that a NFT rendition of painting of a painting by Van Gogh has changed hands for $1.3 million. The transaction comes only a day after another Van Gogh inspired NFT sold for 1.27. So the inspired one is the palette, which I think is this picture that we have up here on uh, on the article website. And then the other one, I think, is whatever this painting is from Switzerland. I think it is. And I don't know. It kind of makes sense, right? Just these paintings exist only as one of ones in real life. But if you can make yeah. a digital version of it, that might be just as valuable or desirable. Yeah, I mean, it, it really caught my attention because you know how I like, I'm always posting stuff about art history intertwined with like NFTs and today's world. And, you know, I just thought it was interesting that, you know, they, they digitize a, a Van Gogh. Like, it just, how cool is that? You yeah. Know? What's what's next, right? Why not every Picasso? Why not every Van Gogh? Like, one of each, yeah. right? Somebody or whoever owns the painting at this time, there's nothing stopping them from digitizing these things and just saying, hey, I own the original, which really anyone can make their own NFT version of even this, right? Uh -huh. I don't know what would stop them yeah. other than, I guess, if it's copyrighted or something like that. But I see that this could just happen to all paintings, all famous paintings. And I think that would actually be good. I think it'd be good for the art world to have a, a counter to, you know, the physical. Let's get a digital one in there. And the digital, yeah. I agree. Would you would you buy a Van Gogh? What if this was like an open edition Starry oh, Night? Yeah. Would you buy a, an open edition of that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I would, too. I think I would, too. 100%. All right, I had texted you with an idea, just saying like, I have an idea for art with tunnels. This is my toilet thought. I was sitting on the toilet thinking, how do we, you know, what's another branch off of Rebel Ants, right? We've got V1, we've got Jeremy Pets, we got V2 coming, what's an area we haven't tried yet, right? So we've done the open edition, we've done the PFPs, we're gonna dabble in the AI, but I was like, okay, we haven't really done anything with just like the art of Revelance. So I had this idea for like tunnels and I don't know where any of this goes. This was just like the start of the idea, but I was thinking maybe we could like brainstorm it or just kind of keep this in mind as something to, to work out one day. But the idea would be, imagine having like an open edition of like, let's just say it's 20 different tiles that have different layouts of tunnels within them. And then if you put these tiles together, some of them connect based on where the tunnels go off the frame. So I have a, a very low quality mock-up here. Uh, we got a comment here that says, interesting how anything could be NFTs. Van Gogh NFTs will be mad money. That's right, Jose Gonzalez. 
I agree. There's a lot of money to be had in there. For, for like, if you said, hey, $10, you can own Star at Night. I'm like, hell yeah, I want a piece of that. Or if you said for $10, I can own a piece of that. I'd say, hell yeah, I want a piece of that. So I think yeah. there's a lot, a lot to be desired there. Especially if I had a beautiful token frame to throw that up on. Oof. Oof. I'd be really crushing it with the Van Goghs. So let me show you just a really bad version of what I thought about this tunnel situation. Okay. Imagine that there is a tile or an NFT and it, there could be like not uh, eight different points. This is eight. Yeah. Eight different points of where a tunnel can go off screen. Does that make sense? It's like you have a tunnel yeah. that can go off the top left corner, a tunnel that can go off the top middle, top right, the right side, the bottom right, the bottom middle, bottom left, and then just the left, right? So call it like these eight points that you could have. But now imagine like you went to do a, an open edition. Either you get to choose which one or you mint a random one. And maybe you mint this one. This one has three connection points, which would be like numbers one, no, number two, three, and four, right? Uh-huh. But now you also have this NFT that can connect at point, you know, this is point eight that it goes off here, but it connects to point three, point four over here. So imagine there's just, huh? Interesting. Yeah, you could have, there's an infinite number of variations, but there's a lot of variations that you could have to say, how can I randomly arrange anywhere from one connection to eight connections, any variable of that going to any of those eight directions? So I think you could have a lot of variety and then there's some way to incentivize holders for, for owning ones that connect to each other. Or if you had these in different color scales, different rarity scales mm -hmm. that if you combine, you know, two red ones, now that's more valuable or you have to burn some to get to the, to get like a one that you want. Right. So maybe, maybe there's a type of connection that doesn't exist until you burn up to it. Right. We've looked at that kind of that combining mechanism from, um, from our friend Eric Rhodes and even Jack Butcher has done that mechanism, right? With these burn yeah. mechanics where you burn till you get something else. But I thought it'd be cool to burn till you get the tunnel connection that you want. And then there's some sort of incentive. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just burning them is the incentive, limiting the supply. But I just I've been playing around with this idea of like tunnels connecting across multiple NFTs. And so let's pretend on our website, you're able to drop in your tiles, right? You drop in tiles to see how many connections you have. And then there's some, again, some sort of recognition or incentive or reward that you get for that. Maybe you get an NFT for having three connections or something like that. I don't know. I'm just mumbling now. No, I think it's a good idea. It sounds pretty cool, actually. Maybe we should talk about it more. Yeah. I don't know what you like do. I don't know how you do it, but I think we could we could come up with all the design of it. But then kind of getting the technology behind it, we might need to uh, ask for some assistance. Yeah, we can ask for some help. My toilet thoughts was the, uh, in the future, which I've spoken about this with you behind closed doors with text that, uh, I want to do a collection of, uh, Queens and Queens. Mm, right. Right. So then I thought that in, in our, uh, Bueno world, we can have some sort of tunnel where it leads you into the queen. Right. And then if she embraces you, you get some sort of incentive. So there's like right. a if chance she brings you into the colony. Yeah. So like a, a probability chance there. Well, if let's say if you own uh, the ant, right. And you're like, uh, I don't know, whoever, right. And you go into the Bueno world and you go through the tunnels that we're making up, right. You end up at the ants chamber, the queen's chamber. Yeah. Is she going to embrace you as one of the 
oh, I, you know, part of the family. Like, is she going to be embrace you as part of the colony? So I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know. Just, just toilet thoughts. Yeah. I think just anything engaging or interacting is positive and we should be able to try everything. Right. Like that's kind of the, yeah. the fun of all of this is, is tinkering with the tools that we have available to us. So yeah, lots to come. I do think about trying to dig into the Bueno worlds and see about developing the game that we had played around with. I don't know really yeah. what the value is other than just learning the process and just putting something out there and maybe getting some attention for other game designers to maybe that want to, you know, rip off of that. So maybe, uh, maybe we'll keep exploring that one. Yeah, we definitely should. But I think, I think I'm going to continue to explore that once V2 is done. I think I'm going to just dive into that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Maybe I'll play around with some tunnels. Who can say? Um, all right. That's all I got. I'm excited that we're on good terms with the Saints of LA folks. I will keep an eye on the floor price. Maybe I'll, I'll dip into one. We're down to 0.094. We've dropped 0.02 since the show started. So we keep this trend up. I might be an owner by the end of the week. Just get uh, one. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll think about it. But um all right, thank you again for watching. Drop us a comment. Let us know what your uh, your favorite idea is when it comes to trying new things with uh, NFTs. Anything you've seen out there that you think is interesting you want us to cover. Let us know. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Download an episode on uh, Spotify, Apples. We're everywhere. We're ants. We're invading your barbecue like a summer picnic. I'm kidding. I don't you know. That that <laughs> I know. All right, Miguel. Let's do it again next week. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Peace.